Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. My name is Nasser Pasha. This is our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. And as you know, my intro is all messed up only because, because it's usually perfect, only because Matt and I <laughs> are recording in the same room in sunny San Diego on top of the Symphony Towers at the University Club. Yes, and a longer table than before. Yeah. A nice and long boardroom. I'm looking out towards the east, towards Balboa Park area, kind of. I'm just looking at the wall <laughs> for whatever reason. Well, yeah, well, you're in San Diego, so you get to have the, the views all the time. I need to let it sink in a little bit. That's true. It's been a while. I can see Petco Park, a plane, Coronado Bridge, businesses. Legally sound, smart businesses. <laughs> you, By the way, what do you think about Pasha You said that to me. I didn't think it was a real thing. <laughs> no, uh, it's real. Hold on. I thought you just were joking, like as if you didn't think it was real. No, it's real. <laughs> uh, man, this is actually pretty funny. It's a good time to talk <laughs> about that. All these top level domain names are still coming out. I, I love it. Pretty much pick a noun and uh, it's available it's, or it's going to be available soon. So... Uh, and this just links to all the podcasts that we've had that have mentioned have a tag of pizza. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, way less than I expected. I was going to do a link that just searches pizza, but then that would have been way too many because, for example, this one, just by saying pizza, now is on that list because of our transcript. Oh, okay. That, I was going <laughs> to say that makes sense because I know it's definitely been... Actually, I'm gonna, I'll, we'll change that. The four that are on here are all titled with pizza in the title, so I guess that's why. Yeah. In fact, actually, I'm going to just change it now as we're talking. Uh, this photo is so funny. <laughs> this pizza looks pretty good, too. I don't... It's a Pasha La brand. By the way, it does search all pizza anyway, so that's Does why. it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Everyone enjoy that, and that's our show. <laughs> I really thought you were joking this whole time. <laughs> Can't even go on. We're going to have to go on, because we have a pretty interesting topic for today, so... I'm sorry, we've talked about, actually, I think Amazon was maybe one of the first companies we've... Oh, someone's breaking in. Someone almost broke into our podcast, probably a, a fan. Yeah. Just so you guys, I uh, appreciate you guys listening in, but, you know, you have to give us space to record. To take care of the unruly fans outside. Same unruliness that uh, former employees of Amazon are going through with this non-compete that's been... They've had to sign off on some of them to get severance pay, also as temporary workers nonetheless. But So basically, we, you know the deal with Amazon. They sell anything and everything online. They have people <laughs> that work for them in the warehouse and take the products and put them in boxes and you know make sure they go to the right people. And a lot of these are seasonal jobs. Around Christmas time's big. That's probably the most seasonal one. But they're having some of these employees, or maybe even all of them, Signed this 18-month non-compete agreement, which, all right, that's ridiculous right off the bat, but it's yeah. what's, it, what's it preventing them from doing? Amazon bars their former employees from working for companies with products or services that compete with Amazon's. So that's pretty much as broad as you can get. Just looking at the words, it's broad, but knowing what Amazon does, like it's, that's so overly broad, I can't imagine any core upholding this sort of, not even in California, just in general, I can't, it has to be 
within reason. Well, the thing is, is that these warehouses are usually in remote areas where there's not many employment options anyway. And by the way, another thing is these aren't like high paying positions. I guess this article says maybe around $12 per hour. It's hard to tell exactly how much, how much this is. And, and this is a leak, by the way. I don't think this is meant to be viewed by us, the public. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be secret. We've talked about non-competes in general in the past. But take the law aside for a second. From a conceptual perspective, it seems v- very tough to have to ask an employee, a low-level employee, that, okay, if you leave, you're no longer going to be able to work with any of our competitors for the next 18 months. That sounds bad, but if you're in the middle of nowhere and, and working for Amazon and you lose your job there, then how likely is it that you're going to go to a competitor and who would the competitor be? Well, that's the thing is the, the way this was worded, I mean, any companies that sell products or services that compete with Amazon's, I mean, what, yeah. I, I, the services part is a little bit weird because I don't think there's really, it's pretty product based. They sell, they, well, the big thing I think Amazon does, the web server, AWS, whatever it's called, Amazon web server, that's pretty popular amongst all the startup companies nowadays. Yeah. So they talked about one person who, this one woman who was really concerned about this and She's been asking permission before seeking a job with someone like Walmart or Sam's Club, which, I mean, I don't see anything in here that's seen Amazon try to enforce these policies. Like, there's no way they could just enforce it, so. There is this last part of the sentence, which is a little subtle. It says, employee, 18 months, can't work for competitors for certain products or services, et cetera, that the employee worked on or supported or about which employee obtained or received confidential information. And this is the caveat to this entire non-compete is that they do narrow it down to employees that are receiving confidential information that they don't want to go directly to a competitor. And for from my perspective, from a just a public policy perspective, and this is the this is also I didn't make this up. This is also the stance of California and many other states is that okay, Non-competes, we're not going to tolerate. However, if it is in connection with the keeping confidential information secret, then it's tolerable. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be eligible in in California. I'm just saying there is a connection to that non-confidential information. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is is what they're concerned about, that, as they call it, the back-end operations of Amazon. But, I mean, what they're products are coming down a conveyor belt and people are taking them and putting them into a box. I mean, that's, I guess there's some, there's obviously some method to the madness, but it's not like they're actually one of my best friends works for, has worked for Amazon past two winters for seasonal jobs. I should ask him what you probably couldn't tell you. It's probably confidential, but the disconnect I think we have is if it's a low level employee. So now here's a question. Maybe let's just give the Amazon the benefit of the doubt is that maybe this is just part of a standard clause from a policy perspective, company policy perspective, they don't really consider enforcing it unless the particular employee actually does have some secret confidential information and then goes to a competitor. And it's kind of just a probe, you know, something to discourage employees from doing that. Yeah, that's definitely possible. From Amazon's perspective, it's very easy. I mean, obviously this is a a great way to fix it, but from the employee's perspective, they'll say, well, we can do that through a, just a non-disclosure agreement. I look at it this way from the employee's perspective. These are, a lot of them are temporary workers. So obviously people that are really hurting to find a job, I think they sign this and could care less about it. And they're not going to think twice once 
And also, even if, all right, let's say someone does that. Let's say one of these people gets a job with Target and, you know, overlaps with the non-compete. Amazon's not going to know. They're not going to like seek, spend time going after these people no, and, and finding out. They're, the non-competes are supposed to be for people, basically anyone with high-end knowledge or for smaller companies, people that really know things or high-level execs, stuff like that. Not these temporary workers. It's uh, it's just kind of... And the thing is, I, I don't even think this would apply. Like if this was somebody that just worked in the warehouse and just was, I don't know what they do, package or whatever, and then they quit or was terminated somehow and they work for Walmart, that it would violate this non-compete necessarily. But if you look at this particular article, they interviewed one woman who works out at one of Amazon's warehouses during the holiday season and took this agreement pretty seriously, saying that she would ask permission before seeking a job with a retailer like Walmart or Sam's Club. And that's, I'm quoting from a consumerist article. And so from a employee perspective, if they understand this agreement to be that way, it, it's doing its job, right? Already their employees are concerned, hey, if I leave now, I can't even go to Walmart. I have to ask my previous boss's permission. Well, they also could have just, whoever wrote this article could have asked around and had a bunch of misses because yeah, the people that true. really, she, I mean, the person that's said this for this article is not going to care because she has abided by the non-compete. It's all exactly. the people that are skirting it that probably don't want to sign, you know, don't want to say, hey, yeah, I've, you know. It's a little surprising. I'm, I'm surprised to see that from Amazon. 18 months. What do you, I mean, that's a long time as well. Again, it just, it sounds like a non-compete design for an executive, not a low-level employee. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's what I was really getting to. And that's where the importance is. I can't see, assuming these are the people that are in the warehouse, I can't see them taking any sensitive knowledge that's really going to affect Amazon. I mean, what's their market, their market share in this has to be massive anyways. It's not going to do anything. What do you think about this contract even getting public? I mean, most of these contracts have a confidentiality clause in itself, making the terms of the agreement confidential. So releasing it to the public is a violation in itself. You can't prevent robots from letting contracts seep out into the public. So you think this is a robot? Yeah, probably. It's probably a robot employee. It was the conveyor belt. So now, does that change your mind? If, if a robot signs a non-compete, do you think that should be enforceable? That's the real question here. Probably. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You know, I think if another competitor started using the robot, that would be theft. Just my opinion. I mean, again, uh, you know, I'm not a robot legal specialist. So most people aren't. Most people aren't. That's true. Trying to think of some nuts and bolts joke, but <laughs> I, I like it. I didn't know if you would put it together of robots, like nuts and bolts. I don't know. I usually just laugh and pretend I know what you're talking about, honestly. And hopefully you're making a joke. So. Now I'm doing the robot. <laughs> Actually, Matt is doing the robot right now in the boardroom. So, okay, so bottom line is another non compete going overboard. Non competes are important. Again, when you're working with high-level employees, like in, in Texas, we, we come across this all the time where, you know, we may have an, a, a non-compete, either the client's hiring somebody that may have one or vice versa, someone that's leaving. And if it's a low-level employee, even if it's an enforceable thing, it's like, do you really want to go through the trouble of enforcing one? But there are some advantages, especially if you're in a state that is enforceable, just to have it in there to have that option because what you don't want is somebody literally going across the street and marketing to the same exact clients that they were before or taking some of your trade secrets and, and sending it off. So there are reasons to do that. But when it comes to 
actually enforcing, that's a separate issue. And also, one thing about this too, it didn't limit it to geographically limit. No, it didn't. Some states requires that it should be narrowly construed or reasonably be construed both in geographic terms by time and also the subject matter that's actually prohibited. But it's not, it's a very loose standard because it depends upon the situation. So in theory, it is possible to have an enforceable non-compete that has no geographical restriction. However, it it depends upon exactly the exact circumstance. So here, our Amazon would argue, well, since Amazon is all over the world, it's not about them working for a company across the street. It's about anywhere would be a threat to the uh, confidential information they're trying to protect. Bingo. Bingo. B I G. And then, oh, right? You correct? didn't say N. Did I, did I not? Oh, yeah, B-I-G-B-I-N-G-O. B-I-G-G-O. B-I-G-G-O. Well, I'm looking at this big red boat. Yeah, going, I noticed that. I didn't know if you... a little you... distracting. Because the Coronado Bridge is high enough so that the these big, big boats can go underneath. It looks like a pretty big ship. I can't remember. There's, some, there's something unique about it. I don't think there's a lot of bridges like that. It doesn't open up or anything like that. But we, we met with Will today. He said the bridge is sinking. No, I said that. Oh, you said that? Oh, okay. I think Will was in denial that it was. Well, I don't know if it was It was either it's sinking or it's just not structurally sound. Actually, I do remember when I was living here, my mom said not to drive over that bridge because she read some article about it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for our Monday episode. And I'm, I'm in San Diego recording for another two episodes. So this is, as you know, it just gets crazy when we're doing it live together. So let's tune in this week. All right. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast, The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.